Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focusing on home technology, helping provide you and our fellow brothers and sisters in tech with some assistance and discussion along the way. Today on Brothers in Tech, home office technology. More and more people continue to work from home and are setting up their home office. What works, what doesn't work, and what tech can help you be as productive as possible in that environment. Hello, everyone, and welcome to back to Brothers in Tech. We've got another uh, topic discussion here. Alan Jackson, Brian Jackson, the original Brothers in Tech, back again uh, talking with you about your home and personal technology. Uh, but we also, again, are very, very happy to have back with us again, continuing on our discussions here, Jeff Hartman. And uh, for a reminder, Jeff is Professor of Exercise Science at Gardner-Webb University right here in North Carolina uh, with a passion for wellness and fitness. So we've been talking the last couple episodes about things kind of related to that, Apple Watch. And then our last episode, we talked about uh, Fitness Plus, the new Apple service, and kind of getting Jeff and Brian's feedback on that. We're going to shift gears a little bit and kind of talk about something that's maybe a little more of a timely subject. Uh, Brian, you and I did an episode back in April, I believe, uh, kind of yeah, a, March, a, April, mm-hmm. single standalone episode talking about the working from home. Now, that time we brought that up as a topic because, uh, you know, the pandemic had just hit really kind of gotten um, affecting everybody come March. Uh, everybody, we saw a, a real immediate shift towards companies thinking about how do we have people work from home, uh, people who are uh, entrepreneurs or sole practitioners kind of having to figure out how to make their their home now their office environment. So you and I did an episode talking through kind of some tips and do's and don'ts and things that we're going to try to roll into our own work from home situations. Well, here we are nine months later and uh, not a lot's changed. I think we're still nope. kind of in that nope. same, same situation. And uh, I know you and I have some some things we've learned over that time or some things maybe we've tried to refine yep. or want to get stronger with. But I'm really excited to kind of talk with Jeff because, Jeff, one of the reasons we want to have you here, you obviously are working from home. Uh, you're an educator. You also do a lot in the wellness and fitness field. Um, so tell us, Jeff, kind of what your work from home situation is like right now and some things you've learned over this time or what you find to be very helpful for you as you've set up your own home office uh, in the environment where you are. Great. Yeah. Thanks for letting me come on. You guys did a, you did a really good job. I thought in March, you, I actually took a good bit from what you said and implemented that's, it. So I, I I'm you're, the, nice to hear. you're the one who listened. You. Oh, that's good. Yeah. The one. I saw we had one download yeah. that month. So I was wondering who that was. And nice. uh, now awesome. we know who it is. It's Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I wanted to add a little sure. piece maybe because, um, rather than being just a home office, it's a, for me, it's a home shared mm-hmm. space really. Um, I have an eight-year-old who is currently um, two days in the school system, three days mm-hmm. learning from home. And uh, so we share a space. And, and again, I speak from a, a recognized place of privilege that we have a, a library um, or what we call the library in our house and able to set up two separate workstations. Um, so I have my standing desk. And across the room from me is a, is a more traditional desk where my son will do his work. Um, 
I've got the two monitors. Uh, Brothers in Tech emphasize the importance of the mm-hmm. two monitors. There's good research to support that. Uh, the New York Times had did an article about a 30% boost in productivity with mm-hmm. the second monitor. Uh, I actually upcycled an old iMac, uh, maybe 12-year-old iMac that I've connected to um, an old laptop. Um, and so share, share the screen. I'm there. sorry, Jeff, can um, I interrupt you there for a second? Just to clarify. So you took an old iMac and are you just, it's just you being used as kind of a, as a monitor, right? Just mm-hmm. as a monitor. Yes, sir. Second. Uh, I may monitor. have to get with you and, offline on, on just making sure I'm clear on how to do that because I've got a couple iMacs I could do that with at another office environment. Anyway, good to hear. Okay, cool. Yes, it was, and it's it's one cable and two buttons. It's real. It was really s- simple to do once you find the right cable okay. connection. So yeah, awesome. happy happy to share. Um, I had some points. If it's okay, just I, I thought I'd go through and and sort of echo what you said. And maybe add absolutely on. anything we can um, do to share with the audience. I'm kind of using a home office or setting up a great home and office environment or things to remember when you do. Yeah, I'd love to hear your takes on them. Yeah. And Jeff will edit them out if, you know, if we just don't like what you say. Right. So go ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if listeners at home hear Jeff start talking and then immediately say, and that's it, I'm done. Then we have edited everything. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you'll object as the two of you continue to sit on your ass. And You're already standing. Oh, okay. That's what I am on my butt and I'm already kind of itching. I need to get up and walk around, but I can't. So good for you. <laughs> So um, create create your space. I think that's that's really important. Um, and you guys, you did a good job of mentioning how you need to create your space. Um, child in one space, adult in the other. If if that's at all a, po- a possibility, I'd encourage you to think ergonomics when you're designing your space. I know Alan in that March uh, episode, you had talked about kind of mirroring as best you can your setup mm-hmm. in your traditional office with your home office. Um, I would just encourage you to not replicate poor design from your office to your home office, if at all possible. So my current station, um, as you mentioned in previous episodes, me being a a connoisseur of typewriters, I actually have my laptop elevated so that it's it's an eye line um, when seated or standing on an old uh, portable typewriter Mm -hmm. um, case. Mm Um, it, it aligns it better with my old iMac monitor a little bit. So I don't have as much neck crane or strain, you know, when you're, you're trying to look up or look down at, at a monitor. So I encourage you to think about uh, monitor height, uh, mouse location. So you're not constantly in that, you know, rotated, elevated scapular position that leads to a lot of that, that shoulder issues. Minimize distractions. I think when you set up your, your space, that's, Little kid distractions. So for my son, eight-year-old, um, you know, the library is also the gamer. It's a very multifunctional <laughs> room. So we try to have controllers away. Um, the Xbox closed behind doors. Um, but also big kid distractions too, right? So um, try not to have the, the TV remote control right there. So, uh, you know, you can pop on and catch the latest episode on Netflix that you're, that you're binging, um, minimize screens, uh, uh, you know, that, that Apple news we talked about in a previous episode, try not to have that out and maximize lighting. Yeah. Uh, so I've 
wonderful setup um, where I can, I have a window right in front of me that gives me some natural light. Um, I live in a hundred year old home. So overhead lighting is always a, a struggle. Um, my wife also works from home full time as a small business owner and as an educator. And she's invested in one of those ring, ring lights, halo yeah. light on your, your Mac. Um, but with all the zooming and video chatting, I think you guys did a really good job of emphasizing the importance of, of good lighting, especially for, you know, people who are kind of at a disadvantage uh, aesthetically like yourselves, <laughs> that, you know, as best lighting as you can get um, to try to help as, as much as you can. Yeah, I've you. done a lot of research um, into how to uh, how to really glamorize your look on on webcams because I, I know I've needed it. So um, <laughs> I appreciate that feedback. So. You, you found the uh, uh, yeah. the glamour button on Zoom. Nice. You guys are aware yeah. of no, obviously like not. Your obviously, <laughs> yeah. obviously, we have not found that yet. So no, mm -hmm. I didn't even know there was one. So I guess I need to find that. So yeah, yes, you do. <laughs> Please, yes, <laughs> you do. Uh, I think it's important to set ground rules mm -hmm. in a shared environment, uh, especially with an eight-year-old. So you guys, you know, you talked about. Um, even though you're home, you're working. And for me, when I'm home and my son, we're in the same room and he's doing his homework or schoolwork and I'm doing my work to try to communicate, um, you know, clear is kind is, is a, a saying we often have in this house. And just to be clear, I'm here and I'm here to help you, but let's set up some boundaries and, um, you know, you can't check, did you do this math problem correct every time? That's, that's why you have your iPhone there to flip the calculator and, and check check your work. So to try to have um, clear boundaries. And for, for me, um, a clean workstation yeah. is important. And so I try to set boundaries with my son um, after each block that we've created, we're, we're going to clean. And it, it, it doesn't need to be uh, get out the Clorox, Clorox wipe kind of clean, but um, we're going to put that away uh, because very quickly in a shared space, your stuff rolls over into other people's stuff. And then it's just this mishmash of, wow. of stuff. Um, I think creating routines mm -hmm. are really important. And you guys talked about that, you know, like for you, that's the morning yeah. cup of coffee. Yeah. Uh, creating a beginning and an end of work routine because now more than ever, I feel like the work day just never ends. It bleeds one into the other, right? Well, yeah. yeah, even before the pandemic, I mean, we were already seeing the work culture blending more where, you know, people who aren't, hourly, on, an, aren't on an hourly punching in, punching in, out, they're just, you know, either salaried employees or just ones that kind of, kind of work their own schedule, that blending of the work and home environment was already happening so much. Now this pandemic just forced it to where if you were already blurring that line, that line is completely obliterated now. And uh, you're right, Jeff. I mean, it's, it's the number one way to lose sight of one side or the other is, you know, go, go too deep on one or the other. I mean, I know there's a lot of people who, focus too much on, on home stuff. I mean, I know I worked one, I worked from home one day in the last few weeks in a brand new home that we just bought that we were working on. And boy, oh boy, it was tough for me to stay focused on work because I'm wanting to go do things around the house. And uh, so it's the opposite. It's true too. You know, you can get 
yeah. too wrapped up in your home stuff and forget about work, or you could be working way too much and forget about your home r responsibilities too. So yeah, I hear you. Yeah. And can I, maybe, let me, let me give maybe the counter argument to that too, though, is there's, there's something really nice about working from home. If in your home, you can have that separate space that Jeff talked about, right? I mean, if you can make sure that your workspace is not the same as your casual space, because if they're the same, then I could see the fact that when you're trying to relax, you're seeing your desk and vice versa, right? Which is a problem, right? But I also love the fact that, you know, if I think back to my normal work days, I'd be at work, get at work at maybe seven and I leave maybe at five, six, something like that. And it's like, okay, I got to work, right? There's nothing else I can do here, which is great. Okay. But I wasn't going out and taking walks in the middle of the day. I wasn't going to get to walk my dog in the middle of the day. I wasn't going to be able to quickly do a change, get in the the uh, the, the garage, do a workout, come back out and still make during a lunch hour, right? So there are some benefits if you don't have that blending, right? And I think that to me has been really, really key is, you know, because I have a couple of workspaces here in the house. And unfortunately, mine, most of my spaces are all kind of open air to the others, right? Luckily, one's upstairs where I am now. But, you know, when you try to work at maybe the, the kitchen counter, well, that means you're going to see your computer all the time. When you're cooking dinner, you're going to see your computer, which is like, oh, let me go check that email, right? As long as it's separate and you can do that, and I know not everybody can, but separate and not, as you said, Jeff, not, you know, your bedroom where it's going to have all the other distractions that potentially could be there for the kid or something. Um, so I think there, if you're strategic about it, and I have some friends that, you know, it's funny over this entire, what, nine month period, when I have Zoom meetings with them, they have constantly changed and adapted where their workspace is. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, early on, it was like, hey, this is a beautiful living room. And then it's like, oh, that's cool. And then a little later, a few, a few months later, it's like, OK, now I'm over, you know, I'm in my bedroom. And a little later, it's like, OK, now I'm in a closet. Right. Because it's like this is <laughs> this is my only place. And the number of people that have gone to garages because it's like that's the only place I could really create my own quiet space. Uh, I mean, I think that's the kind of thing where you start figuring out I can actually work there. It can be a little quieter. And then when I leave there, it's not like I see the the work that draws me. As you said, Alan, it's not this constant 24-hour workday where it always feels like you're there, right? So I think that's really key. Have, as Jeff said, separate space, but make sure that separate space still allows you the benefits of working at home. I mean, you got to, you know, we can't just complain about working at home. We got to look and say, what are the benefits? And the fact that I can say, I'm going to take a lunch hour. And do things I normally would not be able to do, which I'm really enjoying, you know, working out in the middle of the day or walking my dog in the middle of the day. So, yeah, agree. cool benefits. To it. Yep. Um, and I think it's important. Again, I, I know how privileged I am to have this what I consider a very beautiful space to work in. But my wife, I, I mentioned small business owner. She's in the attic. And it, I mean, it's a walk up attic. So I don't want to make it sound too, too horrible. But, um, you know, it's insulation, it's exposed yeah. beams. We, we hung uh, uh, an old uh, area rug behind her to, to give some acoustic mm -hmm. benefit. Um, but it's, it's separate. You know, like I said, you have to walk up into the attic. Um, it's yep. her space. It's, it's, you know, when I'm up here, I'm working and don't bother me. And so there, there's, um, it doesn't have to be yep. super fancy, yeah. I don't yep. think, to be a thing. No, I think you're right. 
And Jeff, can we talk a little bit more about your setup and just, you know, the tech involved in it? Are you using um, an external webcam or are you using the built-in webcam that's part of the the computer? How are you going about doing that? Yeah, I ignored your advice on a mm-hmm. webcam. Um, and I did not pay for an external or, or a third-party webcam. Now, I... I I did follow your advice on um, audio and I got a good mic. Um, If I remember correctly in March, I won't mention uh, which one of you were not wearing headphones, but um, Brian pointed out about how his headphones were working. I'll just say that. So I've got, I've got headphones. I also have the canned headphones that Alan mentioned he was not wearing. (laughs) Um, And so the voice canceling, I've, I've, I've got that. Um, and I, I did want to add, I had in my notes here, when you guys mentioned that, um, before you go out and purchase, uh, ask, mm-hmm. you, ask your employer, ask the school system, mm-hmm. what can you provide? Uh, so for example, my eight year old has a, has a notebook provided by the school that, that he, you know, he brings home every day. It, it, to me, I was shocked that you're a third grader and you have your own notebook um, but that's, that's something he's got. Um, I'm fortunate enough where working from home, I was able to get my employer to pay oh, for nice. my mic, um, provide me, uh, with a laptop to bring home. Um, I'm using my personal old upcycled computer for the second monitor, but you know, I asked them mm-hmm. for a cable to connect it. So before you go out and purchase, um, I, I would encourage you to ask, ask the school system. What, do they have an old keyboard? Um, we're using a, an old uh, um, wired keyboard um, because I got tired of replacing the batteries on my wireless keyboard, an old, uh, you know, um, the wireless Apple keyboard. So we just asked and, and oh yeah, we've got this old, you know, this closet filled with peripherals that you can shop through. So that is, that is a great point because I, I think a lot of people don't realize. I mean, companies are, you know, a lot of my wife's business was the same way. She had an office down in Charlotte that she was going to a couple of days a week. And since March, they've had that office shut, shut down and everybody worked from home. And sure enough, that's a, that's a cost savings to that business. They are, they are finding that it's less costly to let people work from home. So that generally means that if they can put some, some of their resources towards those employees working at it more productively at home, it's better for everybody. Everybody wins for that. Right. You're right. Um, right. It's a really good point. I think a lot of people don't think to ask their employer or school or anything else about the technology, even though you're right, most of them have plenty of it to, to help use or share. So. Yep. So you mentioned productive at home. I'm wondering, do you guys use any um, schedule tracking apps? Um, like rescue time or toggle were ones that, that I had looked at to give you feedback on how you are using. I am scared to do that. (laughs) No, I mean, seriously, I I should, I really should. I've thought about it so many times. Uh, I know, and and it would probably be a good wake up call for me because my, my work and my business life have are completely blended uh, for better or for worse. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I will work, Sometimes on a Sunday morning when I get up and do some work at home, because that's when I feel like I can get more work done. That also means on a Monday, I may take off, you know, a few hours early and go home and work on some home stuff. Yeah, it just blends. 
But unfortunately, I think that blending does mm -hmm. show some cracks if I really look at how I'm spending my time on, on the computer. Um, mm -hmm. I, I'd need to do that, but I have not. Has, has it been beneficial to you to kind of have that kind of tracking information? Um, you know, yes and no. I, I'm, I'm pretty uh, mm -hmm. compartmentalized. Um, so when I'm working, I'm, I'm plugged in and I'm working. I don't find myself having that bleed. Um, I think it would be beneficial for someone like yourself or my wife, a small business owner who, you know, my knock is always working, always on the screen. Um, and as a small business owner, how important social media is to growing the business. And for someone like myself, uh, you know, unfairly, I, I will admit, oftentimes you're on social media. I'm like, you know, really? Or are, are we working right now? But yeah, I mean, it it's, it's I mean, work. And to try to, you know, what, what measured... It uh, matters, right? If, if you measure it, it matters and what matters should be measured. And so, um, you know, they're free, sir. They're free apps you, you, you can get. They, they are simple breakdown, productive versus unproductive. And you could determine which is which yep. is which. And it just gives you a snap, snapshot. I can't say I'm religiously using it because I, I just feel like I'm plugged in and then I, I, I can plug out and sort of switch my yeah. dad hat on and take it off put on mm -hmm. my educator hat. I need to check. You know, I, I tried using... I tried using one of those um, and, I, and I thought they were helpful, um, but I also found that I was, you know, I was using a lot of menu apps at the same time. And I felt like, you know, things started to kind of grind to a halt a little bit on the computer. But uh, one of those that I can't remember if I mentioned it back when we had our episode, Alan, but um, one of the things I found incredibly beneficial um, and it's surprising. It's kind of like your, you know, your uh, Apple Watch telling you to stand up. Right. Well, there was there was an app I put on called Timeout, I think is what it was. Timeout. Yeah. yeah. And it would just, you know, yes. you could set it to say every, you know, 45 minutes or every 50 minutes, it grays my screen out. It does this nice little peaceful graying out to say time to take a break. And it starts doing a little countdown of 10 minutes or five minutes or whatever it is. And you could easily go up and just say, uh, pause, I'm not ready to take a break yet. Right. But it's going to come back. It's like a snooze. Right. Mm -hmm. But it just reminds you, like, hey, you've been sitting here a while. And, of course, my watch is telling me stand up and all this stuff. But when you get engaged in work, especially computer work, you know, time just flies oftentimes. We're like, oh, my gosh, I've just I've been sitting here three hours, right, and didn't realize it. So I almost had to fool myself into getting some ways of breaking that monotony. And, and it was nice. When it happened, it was like, all right good. That gives me three or four minutes. I'm going to go get some more coffee. At least I have to walk down the stairs and kind of, you know, to take a, a little bit of a mental break. What was so, the name of that app again? Uh, Timeout. Timeout. And it's a Mac app. I'm sure there's something very, very similar yeah. on the uh, uh, the Google side too, but uh -huh. on Android. Yeah, for my, for my two, I had Timeout for yep. Mac, which would you know could kind of lock you out of your computer and yep. schedule times. And like Brian said, delay it if you're kind of in the flow. And then smart break for Windows. Smart two apps. Yeah. Yep. There's free versions, and then there's there's the you know the more premium premium yep. versions. Um, with that, I, you know, I think it's important to have a schedule to share your schedule. Um, we have a work schedule for my son, and we've we've printed it and we've posted it, and he is you know he'll he'll stick with it. He'll try to bend it, um, but I think it's important to do the same for yourself too. Um, and plan for movement. I mean, that's my soapbox, but your day, you should plan for movement. There's lots of research on the ideal 
uh, work break schedule. I don't think there's any real agreement on what the ideal work to break schedule is. You'll see some 20 minutes on and then just micro breaks um, or 45 minutes and then you should take a 15 minute break. But um, I think it's important to schedule movement into your day because no doubt about it, you are more productive when you take those uh, those energy investment breaks. And so we built that into our work schedule that coincides with my son's school schedule. Um, like Brian mentioned, the Apple Watch will tell you to stand, although I found that to be a little bit less reliable. Yeah. I mean, I've taught back-to-back -back classes for two hours, and uh, you know, I've, I've been told I'm almost there to get right. to get your hour uh, with my movement time. Um, and there's uh, lots of free apps for just, you know, there's the breathe app mm -hmm. on the, on the, uh, on the watch, but other apps, I think a lot, a lot of times too, when, um, someone who's as driven as you, Alan, and, and is always working that breaks might make you break out in hives. Like you telling me, you're not wearing your Apple watch in the morning when you're walking to the bathroom and missing all those steps. But, um, you know, training yourself to just take those micro breaks. Yeah. No doubt about it, they re-energize you, and the research is there to support the increase yeah. in productivity. I, um, we've all been there where we've just been hammering away at something, and if we had just taken a 30-second stretch break, we, we probably would have solved the problem a lot sooner than just plucking well, I did a few things it. intentionally that I've learned over the last nine months to do that I think have helped me kind of on those same notes you're talking about, Jeff, is uh, – you know, I've got, I've technically got three offices, which I'm keeping it that way intentionally because actually the movement between them is good. I have my home office, which, you know, I don't work at during the day, but when I'm home, I have availability to work there. Got my office office where I am right now, which is where I spend most of my days, but then I do some side work for another area in town and I have an office over there. And sometimes I'll just make myself get up and travel to that, to that office a, because it's a good change of pace, good change of environment, but also it forces me to get up and move around. And, you know, I have to actually walk uh, a good ways to get to that other other office. And and then the coffee machines for me are strategically placed where I physically have to get up and walk a good ways to get to them and kind of forces me to yeah. make a couple laps around my building here or in the hallways and just to kind of stay up and around. So kind of that's some things I've learned is to make myself. Otherwise, I could be right here in this spot from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. very, very yep. easily if I don't watch it. So forcing myself to get up and have a little bit of movement throughout the day has been important there. So, yeah. Uh, Brian, and you, you had mentioned about setup, and, and I forgot this. I just see it in my notes, but we have uh, a shared home computer separate from mm -hmm. the work computer. And so separate logins yeah. yep. for everybody. So that again, back to what Alan said, you want your workstation at home to mimic your workstation uh, at the office. So when I, when I pull it up, you know, I've got my apps, my icons and my folders where I want them. It keeps my eight year old from sending emails to, uh, maybe the president of the university from my email account, um, which is yeah. a bunch of emojis. Um, browser extensions I think are important when you have kids on, um, so like uBlock for Chrome and, and Firefox, ones that might help you with blocking malware, um, prevents online tracking for my son. Um, but I, I would argue too that um, 
and more of a parenting thing, I guess. My son will send them to uh, YouTube for educational purposes, but it, you can get lost in that algorithm yeah. pretty quick and end up on some pretty yeah. scary stuff. Um, uh, you know, even though it's you start off sort of kid related, so I don't think the the browser extensions are the are the catch all, save all, be all. Yeah, so, so. I mean, it seems like you're you're talking about which I think is smart is you really have to you kind of have to look at your entire work situation and figure out creative ways that it will work more efficiently for you, right? So you say your logins and your um, and you're blocking certain things and you're adding apps to tell you to take breaks and all these different things. I, mean, I think that's really, really smart. If, if you can't go and buy mm -hmm. lots of new gadgets to help you out, right? The beauty of computers is that there's all sorts of things you can do to try to, to mimic that, right? Or create that. Um, Jeff, I don't know if you remember when we were in grad school, you know, they were over in the cognitive psychology area, they were doing things like, we want to see if your memory gets better if, you know, the wallpaper in the room is the same from when you actually learned it, right? And it's kind of cool. You know, Alan's got three offices, right? So you've got different ways. And, and my wife has different places in the house that she likes to work. She likes to move around and kind of change her place. But, you know, having a task that happens in a certain area means that your brain is kind of focused on that when you get back to that area. Uh, changing your, you know, your background of your computer when you're doing certain tasks and, you know, ways in which you feel like, okay, it's not as monotonous. Things are changing, right? I mean, even little things like the wallpaper on your computer that could be, you know, changed periodically just to make you feel like things are different, things are new, and I'm not just staring at this exact same screen over and over and over. So, I think there's some really creative ways of of doing that, uh, which is good. Alan, have uh, has your has your actual tech changed? over the last nine months, you know, since you and I talked about this before, I mean, are there new things that you're putting in place now because of the use? The, the biggest thing I've seen is, is kind of in that same idea of trying to mirror my office office environment with my home office environment. So I can feel like I can be just as efficient and productive in both places. The biggest thing is just connectivity. Um, I, I, I was the one preaching the second monitor. I know in that episode back in uh, March, yep. Big believe ran. I've kind of upped the ante a little bit in that I have started using my iPad Pro as yes. a third monitor. Yeah. Which um may sound a little extreme, but actually it's it's been productive and helpful. Um because uh, with the sidecar capability on the iPad Pro, I can have it over to the right. I take my iPad with me everywhere I go, just like my laptop. So when I'm home, I can replicate the exact same setup and uh I've got specific uses for all three screens, which is nice. And it keeps me focused on one thing here where I can look over and see email and calendar on another one and know if anything I need to be working on. And then um, if I'm needing to keep an eye on something social media wise that I'm working on, or I'm wanting to see how a website looks that I'm developing, I can push it over to the iPad and just have a nice platform for doing that. So uh, the iPad introducing the iPad into my office setup environment has probably been my biggest change. It has hosted its own issues too. Now I have to make sure power and connectivity are really good for it because uh, using the iPad as a, as a side monitor does drain its battery a lot quicker. And um, having a separate, you know, cable for charging it and keeping it, keeping it there has been, been the other complications I've had to mix in, but I have, I have nice. I have enjoyed having the multiple screens now, uh, in both yeah. of my work environments. So, yeah, 
I think the the sidecar. I'm using that now. I've got three three screens going on, and it does. It just kind of cleans things up a little bit. If there's things that you constantly feel like on a laptop that I'm clicking and pulling another window up front and another window, okay, how do I go see this one and all of that? If there are things that you know you're going to be, you know, viewing, it does make it more efficient to be able to to glance as opposed to, you know, moving the mouse around and changing things. Uh, I will say I'm a big believer in, um, you know, I went away from the mouse and went to to an external trackpad. So mm-hmm. a trackpad next to an external keyboard, you know, that is here. So it's sitting right there in front so that when I sit down, it really is, you know, kind of, I've got the same experience, you know, each time I don't like working on my laptop. That's one thing that I, I've really learned is I do not like taking my laptop and actually typing, or I never use the the camera on the laptop just because I get myself in a really weird, you know, hunched over way of doing that. Um, so for me, still the external webcam was huge, you know, and Jeff, I think you've done a good job of lifting your computer up, which I would say people need to do if you're going to use your, you know, your built-in webcam. If not, you know, buy one that you, you can put up on top of your, you know, your monitor. Um, again, another one to check with your work on to see if they have them already, you know, laying around that you might be able to use and simply to allow yourself not to have to, you know, look down as you're doing things, I think is helpful. Um, so those to me, and the you know the keyboard that's it's still so so important that I can get the screen away from me and I can type uh, and the typing is feels more comfortable so yeah I'm using my 2013 MacBook Pro which I think is the most beautiful machine <laughs> Mac yep. has ever made um, I love it I love the keyboard I love the trackpad um, I have no issues with drop and drag like I do with my I think it's a yep. 2019 MacBook Pro. Um, uh, I, I'll be buried with this baby. I, I just nice. absolutely yep. love it. That's the that is the one thing, Alan. I remember Alan and I talking about this because we both had, I can't remember if it was a 14 or 15 or something MacBook Pro, but we both had the same year. And of course, me being who I am, when the university says, oh, you're up for an upgrade, we're going to upgrade. I'm like, cool. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do that. This is the only time that a week later I contacted them and said, can I get the other one back? <laughs> like, I missed that one so, so much. The keyboard on the new ones, you know, just it's just a horrible experience still for me. I mean, I, I get used to it if I have to, but uh, anytime I can go plug in a softer keyboard to be able to type on to be more comfortable, I'm, I'm all about it. So, uh, I mean, I think, you know, that to me is the biggest thing about about working from home is being comfortable, but then also throwing in the things to make you uncomfortable, right? So that you're not going to be too comfortable sitting here forever is, okay, you know, I've got an hour to work and I'm going to do that. Then I'm going to go. I mean, go buy a dog. If you don't have a dog, get a dog, right? Because now all of a sudden you have to, I've got the dog that's scratching at my leg saying it's time to go out, right? Well, if I was at work, out of mind, out of sight, right? Um, So this is, to me, is kind of the my steps took a, a huge increase when I started working from home, right? Which was kind of cool that, okay, now I can actually do those daily walks and I don't feel like I'm shortchanging my my work at all. Um, so I think there's lots of cool little tech things that you can do. Um, again, I, I think the beauty of having a computer is that you can find ways to manipulate it to do what you wanted to do. I mean, if it's just pen and paper, 
it's always just pen and paper and it's, it becomes harder to try to find creative ways of it doing things for you or reminding you to do things or, you know, uh, kind of urging you to do things. And, and so take advantage of that technology to, to, to make it happen. So. Agreed. It's good. Alan, I have a quick question for you. I'm just interested. Do you use um, a dedicated phone number for work? Like, uh, do you use like Google Voice or Skype to try to, again, mm -hmm. create those life balance? So I use a boundaries? service called Grasshopper, which is a monthly service. It gives you, you register your work number with it. And basically what happens is the people can call into that number it's still set to ring to my phone if they choose my extension. It comes to my mobile phone, but it actually, I see it on the screen as coming from the Grasshopper app. So I know it's a work call and versus a, a personal call. And it keeps its own voicemail box too in the app. So again, yes, I, I, I give people my cell phone number. Um, you know, if I'm okay with them calling me directly and I, I know who they are and they're already in my contact list, so I know who they are. But for just people calling our offices directly, it is going through that grasshopper service. So I still keep everything on my one phone, which I'm adamant about. I don't want to have a separate phone to manage and check voicemail on like a work phone. But I want to be able to know when those calls come to my mobile phone, if they are work or personal. And this that service does that for me. So, yeah. What about a, a beeper? You don't have a beeper? Is that? Is I've that got like four beepers. So, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. I keep all yeah, those of them yeah, They've those been are obviously up like crazy during this recording, what? but I've been just ignoring them. So. Um, no, I, I still like having one phone. I know some people have two phones, a work phone and a personal one. I, I could not do it. That's... I don't like the separation. I don't like the physical device separation. I like everything being on one as much as possible, but I like knowing, okay, that phone call is obviously a work call. I'm eating dinner. I'm not going to answer that work call. I'm, you know, going to let it go to voicemail versus a personal call that I may be tempted to, to, to get interrupted for later. So. Short of Walter White or Saul Goodman, I don't see any reason to have more than one phone. <laughs> yes. In their situation, okay, sure. I could see multiple phones might be helpful. But yeah. Yeah. For me. I, Alan, I, I will jump in and say, you know, you mentioned a service, right, that you are obviously paying for, right? Yeah. There's a pay for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for anybody listening who wants the similar thing, you know, I think, Jeff, you mentioned what Google Voice Sure. Um, so I did that when I started doing some consulting on the side, I immediately just created my own number. You know, as long as the app's on your phone, it still rings on your phone. It just does kind of a digital, uh, you know, voice over IP um, uh, call. But it's great. You know, when it's coming in from that call, you know, when it's coming in from a regular call and at least from the outside perspective, there's a separation and I could cut that off if I wanted to, you know, if I, and if I'm getting bugged, I could just turn it off and let them go to voicemail. Yeah. Um, so I do think that's something that people can do for free if sure. you choose to. And then if you want more controls with it, obviously going to a, a paid service. Uh, yeah. I think if, it's a, if you're a single person needing that, that kind of business work number, that's the way to go. We use grasshopper because we have, you know, four employees and right. I needed each of them. To, I wanted to ring to a main number with a main greeting punch in your extension number to speak to one of us. And then each of us has our own mailbox and all that. And that's the grasshopper service provides that. So that's the only reason I, I went with that. If it was just me, I would, I would, I would use the Google voice cause I've got that for our film society. And that works great where yep. I would use it as a voicemail box for that. And 
only ring through in certain situations when I turn it on. So it's great. Yep. Yep. Good. Yeah, it's really good. If I could tie a bow on it, I would say uh, don't forget to show up to socialize. And in the in the distance remote environment, um, you know, my son doesn't necessarily want to go on the group the group class Zoom chat, but is always glad afterwards when we force him to do it. And so, um, you know, whether it's the school part or it's the work part, show up for meetings. Show up early for the for the Zoom meeting because then you could have some of that non-work banter, you know, the, the water cooler moments that we don't collectively we don't get. I mean, we're designed to be social beings. And so as you know, another Zoom meeting. But, I, I you know, if you could look at it as an opportunity, I think um, it, it gives you that connection that we're all sorely well, I missing. completely agree. And I think people are getting better with Zoom and other Agreed. web conferencing too would Agreed. be nice. I mean, it was a little rough, right. March, April, May. Um, <laughs> it's a little tricky being on some of the calls and, and yeah. people trying to learn the technology. But nowadays, You're I think- still on mute. You're still on mute. Right. You're still on mute. <laughs> the, the way every meeting started, <laughs> right? Well, Please I'm unmute a, yourself. I'm a member of a Rotary Club here in town, and we have a wide variety of people and ages and experience levels with technology. So those rotary meetings went online in like May and those first couple months were, boy, they were rough because, you know, people not realizing that their mic is on, but they're just yelling across their house to their wife yep. and uh, going and let the dog in and out while they're still got their microphone on, you know, it's just, it's tough, but um, people have gotten better. So you're right, Jeff. I actually look forward to, Oh, Hey, we're going to have a group meeting and yeah, I'll hop on a few minutes early and it's a great time to catch up with people and, I dare say if you use the technology right, you can actually have more social interaction in a typical workday. I feel like people I get to see and interact with more than I ever did before. If we if we can kind of embrace that and use it for that purpose. So, yeah. Yep. yep. Great. And then I'll just do maybe a quick plug for if you haven't listened to uh, some of our previous episodes of things like Internet Right. And if that's still an issue for you, go back and listen to that. We have some tips in there about ways of increasing your bandwidth or just making your uh, your signal cleaner. If you're on Wi-Fi, you know, one of the things I've changed is, you know, I have a mesh mesh router set up that, you know, we've talked about before with two satellites. Um, I put one of them in on my desk now that has an Ethernet cord that goes into my computers. So I'm at least hardwired into a satellite which takes one of my spaces away or one of my, you know, uh, one of my connections and, and makes it a little faster. And yeah. so, you know, starting to tweak ways in which you can, can make this whole thing work. I think there's, we've got some, some episodes there for help, uh, uh, or as most of you have probably already listened to it, right. Go back and listen to it again. Might be helpful. Right. Yeah. Cause I'm sure they've listened to it. Right. Alan. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure they have. Of course. Well, this has been great. Jeff, thanks so much for kind of providing some insight, especially in that shared work environment. Because again, that is a situation a lot of people are dealing with. It's not really something Brian and I dug too deep into because we 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 didn't have to we didn't have to worry about sharing it with kids or spouses that are also working. But your situation is a lot more common than um, than most, and uh, it's great great feedback, great ideas on all of that. It is amazing to look back at this past year and kind of see how we've, how the the world of work has evolved. Um, you know, it's still, obviously I would not want to repeat this situation that we're all going through on anybody again, but at least if we can take some positives from it, I think we did find a new way to 
structure our work life a little bit and how we balance it with our home life. And um, I think we can pull some positives from it if we had to kind of kind of go that route. So, yeah. And technology yep. obviously played a key part. So I'm glad we could kind of re, re, revisit that that discussion here a little bit. So that's great. Yeah, it's a good topic. Yeah. Thanks, man. Jeff, thanks for joining us today on this episode of Brothers in Tech. And, you know, Brian, Alan Jackson here, as always. But uh, it's great to have some other voices come in and join us and uh, shed some other insight on on the topic. So, Especially coming from your library, Jeff, right? That's pretty pretty impressive back there. I mean, you, you definitely put us to shame on the background, right? All the books and everything. And I won't ask you to tell us what comic books are back there, but you know, they look really impressive from here. So I mean, are, you, are you thinking comic books are not library worthy? Cause no, 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 no. I'm it could be really, really good. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Thanks well, guys. If you have any follow-up questions, discussions, ideas, please uh, make sure you subscribe to the show to get f- for future episodes, go back and listen to old episodes or visit us on the mesh.tv website and you can reach out to us there. If you have your own thoughts, ideas, or tips on working from home, things we have not covered, ideas we can share, and maybe another follow-up episode. Hopefully, we will not be having to follow up this episode still yet another year from now. I hope it'll be a lot sooner than that. But um, I think working from home is still going to be an ongoing thing that we're all going to be trying to work on on improving no matter what. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This has been Brothers in Tech, and we will look forward to talking to you next time. Remember our next episode coming up. It's all about our brothers and tech suggestions. You do not want to miss miss that as we go through our hits for the month. So look forward for that next episode coming up soon. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care.